All right. So over the past few weeks, we have been going through our sermon series called Healthy Christ Followers, and we have reflected on a bunch of different areas of health. We've looked at mental health, where we talked about cognitive behavioral therapy, with which Paul kind of talks about when he says, take every thought captive and make it submissive to Jesus Christ. And we talked about... Um, we talked about physical health, and we learned that you can you could completely lose all the weight you need by leaning on a wall, and uh, it was it was wonderful. Isometrics was really important, and uh, and and we talked about how how that was important. Um, we we followed that up by talking about financial health, and we learned that you can get all the money you need by giving it to Rick, Jacka. You know, it was good. It was wonderful. <laughs> um, and so and so Rick and uh, and Andrea were were here and they spoke about financial health and they had a lot of really good things to say. Um, the theme verse for what we're doing here is uh, is Third uh, John, verse two. It's so weird because there's no chapters, but I'm gonna get over it. Um, Beloved, I pray that it may go well with you and that you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul. The truth is that God has designed us to live as people, as holistic people who have health and who live in health, not just in, in spiritual health where we, where we pray and we have our times with Jesus, but in, in all kinds of health. And today we're taking, a, we're taking a look at our nutrition, at what we eat and how that brings health and how, and how we're able to, uh, to, to be healthy with the food. And God is actually really concerned and and he makes it a point to say here's how we here's how we need to eat and he sets that out really really early um he also the, it's it's really interesting because as you go through the bible you see a transition on the approach to food um and uh and and so we're not going to get into that today what we're going to talk about today is what we need here and now and how we eat and how we take care of our bodies to do that i've invited um dr jacqueline foster Guldemont. Do you go by by Foster or Guldemann with your doctor name? Foster. Okay. So there we go. Sorry. Um, that got confusing for me. I should have asked before. Um, and so Jacqueline is going to come and speak to us, and, and you can come up now, Jacqueline. What we've been doing with each of these is your ta- your uh, your tablets have an opportunity to ask questions, um, ask questions of the speaker, ask questions of any speaker. And so during today's message, if you have any questions that have come up during the during this entire sermon series, you could just type them in, um, send them to us because next week. All of the speakers are all back, and we're going to do a panel, and we're going to go through all of those questions that have come out, and we're going we're gonna to get to those questions and answer them, and, uh, and we're going to have a great time. So um, I'm not going to waste any more time here, and I'm going to let Jacqueline talk to us about food. God bless you. So good morning, everyone. I hope I can keep your attention since I'm talking about food. <laughs> It's my favorite topic, it's my favorite thing. Even though I'm a doctor of chiropractic and acupuncture, I think that food is my greatest passion. And uh, so I hope I can convey a little bit of that to you today. Although I'm sure all of us are passionate about food. Meditation was appropriate this morning. So before before I talk about what I'm gonna talk about, I'm going to just read a little devotional by one of my favorite authors. Her name is Shauna Nykeest. And uh, it's from a book called Savor, which is really appropriate. It's called Next Right Step. 
A feast is made for laughter. Ecclesiastes 10 and 19. I'm learning slowly a rhythm of feasting and fasting that brings a rich cadence to my year. I use the word fasting loosely as an opposite term to feasting. Permission and discipline, necessary slides back and forth along the continuum of how we feed ourselves. The weeks between Thanksgiving and New Year's Day are a feast. I love the traditions and tastes of the season, sweet potato biscuits with maple butter, Aunt Mary's raisin bread toasted and topped with melting sharp cheddar slices. And then in January, fasting gives me a chance to practice the discipline of not having what I want at every moment, of limiting my consumption, making space in my body and spirit for a new year, one that's not driven by my mouth, by wanting, by consuming. Fasting, I find, starts as a physical act, but it quickly becomes spiritual. Am I a slave to my appetites? Am I ruled by my hunger? Do I trust that God meets my needs, or am I impatient and ravenous? Needing to meet them all myself. The rhythm of flavor and feast and celebration during the holidays, tempered by limitations and structure in the new year, draws me closer to God. More dependent, more connected, more grateful for his presence. So as I mentioned, I've been a chiropractor and I've been doing that for almost 15 years. And basically chiropractic, you're probably thinking doesn't have a lot to do with food. But what I've seen in my years of practice, and I've probably done about 50,000 treatments in the past 15 years, is that I've gotten to see people's lifestyles and what contributes to how they feel about themselves, how they feel in their body, whether it be back pain, neck pain, shoulder pain, stomach pain. And as an acupuncturist who practices Chinese medicine, it's all about balance. It's all, excuse me, it's all about what we feed our bodies and how that impacts how we feel on a daily basis. I used to be a sugar, sugar addict. <laughs> and I think a lot of us are in this society because so many of our foods almost I'd say 90% of our food, have some sort of sugar additive in them without us knowing about it. And for a long time, I struggled with my weight and I struggled with eating sugar to feel good and to keep myself going because I had an unrealistic expectation of myself to keep busy all the time. And so I needed sugar, keep myself going, and caffeine, but sugar, sugar, sugar most of the time. So over the last few years, I've basically become a clean kitchen foodie. And uh, for some of you here who may have, you know, been in my kitchen, you'll know that I love to cook and I love to experiment. Lots of different things. So basically, this is why Rob <laughs> asked me to talk about food this morning. So why do I care about food? Well, first of all, my health. I'm a chiropractor, I should be, health, should be healthy. And uh, what I've learned over the years is that basically how I eat and what I eat affects how I feel. And how I feel affects how I live. So my health is important for a lot of reasons. Mostly it's important because I wanna feel good every day. 
Of course I care about food because I care about taste. I want to eat good food. I want it to taste yummy. I want it to satisfy my cravings, whether it's chocolate or, you know, healthy dark chocolate or, you know, apples um, are a big favorite in our house. It's all about how it tastes to me. And we're going to do a little taste test this morning. So, you know, hope you're all excited about that. Um, social. Food is social, whether it's a funeral where we gather in memory of someone, there's always food. Weddings, of course, Italian weddings, I still haven't been to one, but I keep hearing about the 25 courses that happen <laughs> at Italian weddings. <laughs> and, uh, and then, of course, even in our meeting this morning, we have food outside. We have food outside, right? Haven't been out there yet. Um, so being social means we eat generally. And of course I care about food because of the habits that it creates in my body. So eating a good breakfast is a healthy habit. It's a great way to start the day. And you almost have free reign to eat whatever you want for breakfast because you've, as long as it's you know gonna give you enough energy. Um, a coffee with sh three sugar in it does not constitute a breakfast, um, but an apple, is a good breakfast to have. So something that starts your day off right, gets your metabolism going. And most importantly, we, we did you want to share? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm not speaking to anyone in general. <laughs> Most importantly, I care about food because it's spiritual. And you know what? Food is all over the Bible. It's, uh, it's basically in you know, the Old Testament. In a lot of ways, it was prohibitive because there's so many do's and don'ts around food. However, it was not just because of the law. It was because of them wanting to stay healthy. God wanted his people to stay healthy. If they didn't practice their methods of keeping food kosher and abstaining from things like pork, there was a big chance that they could get sick because they didn't have the information that we have today to know how to prepare pork properly and you know so on. And Rob could probably speak more about that. So yeah, so it was really important. And of course, Jesus, um, he ate food in his resurrected body. So I'm really optimistic. We're having food in heaven. It's going to be a big part of our life in heaven just the way it is here. So why does care, God care about food? Well, first of all, that's it. Eat, drink, and make the most of your job. It's God's gift. It is his gift to us. He didn't just put us here on earth to do his will all the time. He gave us gifts. And one of the things that, you know, about food is that it truly is here for our enjoyment. Whether it's chicken, lamb, pork, beef, whatever it is that you love, it's here for us to enjoy. It's here for us to be um, partaking in. And of course, don't forget your vegetables. You know, all the things that grow in Ontario, I don't think you guys realize how amazing it is. I'm from Newfoundland, we grow root vegetables. That is it. Potatoes, turnips, carrots. I don't even think anyone grows sweet potatoes there. <sighs> Are you from Newfoundland? Okay. See? Props. <laughs> I knew there was someone else in here. 
So, so yeah, Ontario's full of the most amazing farmland. Of course, it's quickly disappearing around us. But we can eat so many things. I, I even met an Italian who grew lemons here. Yeah, he had a lemon tree inside in this restaurant. So you know what? We have so many gifts here in Ontario. The soil is apparently the best. So it's God's gifts. And then, of course, he says our body is a temple. I'm not going to recite that verse, but I'm going to... Everyone's heard our body is a temple. We need to take care of it. Holy Spirit lives inside of us. So let people see God in and through your body. And so eating is just a part of that. Learn to love your body the way God does. You've all been to the stadium and seen the athletes race. Everyone runs. One wins. Run to win. All good athletes train hard. They do it for a gold medal that tarnishes and fades. I don't know about you, but I'm running hard for the finish line. I'm giving it everything I've got. No sloppy living for me. I'm staying alert and in top condition. I'm not saying we all have to eat like athletes who have to be very, very disciplined. However, God has used this analogy in Paul's writings, and we are to take care of our bodies in a way that nourishes us so we can do what God has asked us to do. Whether it's sitting behind a desk for eight hours, you know, you need energy, you need good sustenance to help you stay awake, you know, <laughs> so you don't fall asleep behind a desk. Um, I, you know, as a chiropractor, I'm, <laughs> I'm moving constantly and I'm exerting a lot of force uh, 100, you know, 100% of the time when I'm giving an adjustment, especially if I have a 250 pound man on my table. And so I need to eat a really good breakfast and a really good lunch so I can keep going and keep my strength up for, um, for my job. When you're given a box of candy, don't gulp it all down. Eat too much chocolate and you'll make yourself sick. See? We're allowed to eat it. My, the title of my talk is not, you know, mindfulness and moderation, nothing's off limits. I'm not saying we shouldn't eat candy. I'm not saying we shouldn't eat chocolate. I'm saying don't eat the whole box. And since both are guests at Christ's table, wouldn't it be terribly rude if they fell to criticizing what the other ate or didn't eat? God, after all, invited them both to the table. I'm not here to criticize what people eat. I'm just here to share a different idea about how to eat. And there are people out there that have vegetarian diets, vegan diets. Um, they have religious specifications for what they can and can't eat. I have a friend who is, her husband is Christian. He won't eat pork because he still holds fast to the law in the Old Testament. You know what? I respect them. I respect vegans because they have been compelled, convicted, whatever it is that's leading to their lifestyle. I don't understand it. I couldn't do it. However, <laughs> we are not to judge things that we don't understand. So eating well is a form of self-respect, however it is. You've all heard we are what we eat. So the food management methods in society are pretty extreme, and I'm sure you've seen them all on the internet. So society has so many fad diets, and the most popular one right now is keto, and I'm sorry if someone's on a keto diet, I'm gonna attack it a little bit. Um, the reason I'm attacking it is because it's so restrictive. So I believe that God has given us all things to eat and enjoy, 
And, and anything is, that is so restrictive as a keto diet, even a paleo diet is very restrictive, is really not sustainable. So if you can do it, I know someone who's done it for a year, it works for her. Chances are it doesn't work for most people because it's so restrictive, it's not realistic. But the, most, the, most, the thing that I don't like about it the most is, is the fact that you can't eat so many fruits and vegetables. And the fruits and vegetables that we have here that we can eat, especially like apples that grow plentiful in Ontario, are one of the best things that we can give our bodies. So, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm not really attacking it. If, you know, if people have to do those things for health reasons, that's one thing. But it's just something to think about. It's not a moderate way to approach eating. Weight Watchers has been around a long time. I actually like Weight Watchers because they don't focus on calories. They focus on good eating good foods and they focus on exercising and you know, basically having a balanced approach. So they're full of do nots, you know, and like I said, do not do this, do not do that. And the vegans and vegetarian diets are also another way that, you, that people approach their eating. But I'm here to talk about um, an alternative to approaching food and, and healthy eating, and that is lifestyle changes. And we can do that through mindfulness and moderation. So, <laughs> Hannah was just in here a little while ago, actually eating, I didn't try that, but this, I took this picture of her last week, she turned two, and this was a picture of her with her little dinner jacket on, <laughs> and she's eating her cupcake. And I thought, oh my goodness, like if there's anything about a toddler, it's how mindfully they approach their eating. I mean, it took her 15 minutes to eat one cupcake. Actually, we even gave her half the cupcake, didn't we? It, it, like she, she savored it. And, and as she was licking the icing off her hands, and I was taking pictures, I thought, look at her savoring. That's like the most unhealthy icing I've ever given her, by the way. She was just licking her hand as slowly, like a cat, like licking her hand. <laughs> and I was just appreciating it so much because I'm sure we've all seen toddlers eat like this. And it's really precious. However, what it taught me is that, okay, I went for coffee and treats with my friend Mary a few weeks ago <laughs> at our favorite bakery in, in Richmond Hill. And I devoured my donut in about 30 seconds. So I'm not always, you know, a good mindful eater. And she was eating her dessert like 10 minutes later. I'm like, you're still eating. <laughs> and she was really sitting there savoring, enjoying every mouthful, kind of like Hannah, the toddler. And, uh, and so it's, you know, I'm always learning. So that was enjoyable for me. So what is mindfulness? It's basically where your full attention is on the present. And we have smartphones, all of us have smartphones in here. And if there's anything that takes us away from the present, it is a smartphone or a television or, I mean, yeah, it can be a book too. It's not quite the same, but it's, it's still a, something that takes away from mindfulness. So it's concentration, care, and consideration. And when you're eating, it's essentially using all of your senses. So you smell your food cooking, or you smell it coming to the table. You see it, you touch it, you hear it when you're 
crunching whatever it is whether it's you know celery or which I don't like uh, <laughs> or apples or popcorn which you know would have been a good snack this morning had I thought of it um, and of course our tastes which everybody knows sweet and sour and salty and in all the different tastes that we each of us enjoy so we're gonna do a little exercise now. My husband Wes is going to help us and he's going to hand out a little snack to each one of you. Um, I just want you to hold on to it until everybody has it because we're going to eat some grapes together and we're going to do it mindfully. So I'm going to just ask you to, well, when you get your grapes, I know how, you know how to find your mouth. So I'm going to ask you to sort of close your eyes after you start, after you take a bite. And, uh, and just put a grape in your mouth. And I'm gonna just ask you a few questions and just, I just want you to ask yourself these questions in your mind. Don't try to read it because I can barely read it here. Um, but this is just, you know, four different things or five, five different things we're gonna talk about. Observe, in the moment, non-judgment, savor, and aware. So verse, you know, we all eat without thinking about it. Half the time we might not think about the taste. Think about it beforehand and then we just gobble through it without thinking about it, right? We all do it. So just let me know. Okay, everybody's got their grapes? Okay. So close your eyes. And I just want you to tune into how your body's feeling. Are you hungry? Does your stomach, oh, he already ate his grapes. He's stealing grapes. Um, that is common in Newfoundland. We do steal each other's food off the table. <laughs> so maybe you already had breakfast. Maybe you didn't. Maybe your stomach is feeling really hungry. Maybe you're recovering from a stomach bug. Maybe you have no desire to eat grapes. Now I just want you to put it in your mouth, and I want you to... Crunch it up if you already haven't inhaled it. And I just want you to think about how it sounds. I really like how a grape sounds, actually. It's just like this perfect crunch in your mouth. And these grapes are pretty crunchy. So you can eat your grape. Think about how it tastes. Is it sweet? Is it sour? Is it juicy? It better not be salty if it's a grape. And... And you know, just finish eating your grapes. It only takes so long to eat two grapes. <laughs> but you know, it's just a little exercise in just thinking about something that's in your mouth and just taking the time to just chew it slowly, right? And <laughs> for Cassandra, she's salivating because <laughs> she remembers what a grape tastes like. <laughs> you don't know how much you want something until you deprive yourself, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No no offense intended towards you. We all we all make choices for different reasons. So basically in summary, mindful eating incorporates a few different Oh. Um next slide. So mindful eating just a summary is, you know, cook and eat in a good mood. Put some good music on relaxing music, upbeat music, whatever you like. Don't hurry, feel the taste of food. 
Drink lots of water before you eat so that you're not dehydrated while you're eating. Sit at a real table. Don't sit in front of the TV all the time when you're eating. Just, you know, sit down. And even if you're on your own, just sitting on your own and eating can be a really nice, nice uh, way to enjoy that time. Don't multitask. It's really tempting when you live alone. I lived alone for a long time to sit in front of the TV and eat. And it's okay once in a while. Anything's okay some of the time. It's just what you do most of the time that matters. 80% of the time, try not to, try to sit at a real table. Um, And then eat your favorite food last. You know, eat a cupcake. (laughs) Or cheese, Wes. (laughs) Um, And then the most important thing, which is not on this diagram, because I didn't make this diagram. I got this, uh, I found this online, is the practice of saying grace before a meal. In Christian culture, we're raised, we're taught to, to say, you know, a prayer before we eat. And sometimes I rebel against that because I think, well, it kind of takes away from it if you do it all the time, just, you know, monotonous. However, I think one of the most important things about it is that if you truly enter into that prayer of Thanksgiving before you eat, you're going to be in a mindful state automatically because you've started your meal with gratitude. You've started it with an open heart and you're gonna enter into mindful eating. Moderation. (laughs) This is not moderation, by the way. (laughs) Trump, we won't talk about Trump. We'll talk about all the food (laughs) that is in front of Trump right now that he bought for how many football players? 50 football players. And if he thought about what football players eat who are athletes who have to take care of their bodies, he would have thought, mm, they probably won't finish this off, but you never know. People do do things like that sometimes. <laughs> he's he's going to build a wall with these burgers. Yeah. Um, so you know what? Everybody knows what moderation is. It's just exercising a little restraint, avoiding excess, like all of us over Christmas. And I ate so many peanut butter balls that I felt really sick and I always had a full tummy the whole two weeks I was in fact over full I don't think I ever felt hungry once so you know I let myself go at Christmas I think everybody does and then that's why in January it's a good time to you know go to the gym go on a little you know restrictive thing however if we practice moderation most of the year like 80% of the year then we can do that at Christmas we might have a few tummy tummy aches, but you know what? That's okay. It just reminds us, you know what? I'd rather eat in moderation most of the time because I'm going to feel good most of the time. So some junk food, like I said, is okay. Nothing's off limits. I used to be really restrictive when I got off my sugar addiction because I had to, because I felt like if I had something that had real sugar in it, I was going to go right back to that addiction. So it took me a few years to give myself permission to be able to go and, you know, eat that donut that I ate with Mary that I inhaled. And so because I don't do that very often, but I still went and I did it and I gave myself permission to do it and I enjoyed it. And you know what, I'll do it again. In fact, we should book a date. It wa- well, it was still loaded with sugar though. It just didn't have gluten in it because you know I'm, I'm one of those people who has to avoid gluten. But the most important way to achieve moderation is to plan. So plan what you eat and then eat what you've planned 
and only what you've planned. And this is also a good way to approach grocery shopping as well. I'm sure you know not to gro- go to the grocery store with an empty stomach because it's going to be a big bill and lots of things that you didn't plan on buying. So how to eat clean, basically. The most important thing is cook your own food. The more we cook our own food, the more we're likely to have healthy food and have a healthy diet. Read the nutrition label. If there's things on a label that you don't know what it means and it's like this long, chances are you should probably stay away from it most of the time because our bodies, if you can't recognize it, usually your body can't recognize it. And that's when our body starts to go into patterns of illness and you know, allergies and all kinds of bad stuff. Eat whole foods. Whole foods are things like fruits and vegetables, beans, rice, you know, whole grain bread, sourdough bread, all the things that taste, still taste really good. It's just that we're doing this, you know, the plan is 80% of the time, or the goal is 80% of the time. Um, you know, you limit your added fat. So I have no problem with fat in, fat in your diet. If you want to have eggs and bacon every day, I actually don't have a problem with that. It's all natural stuff. It's literally, it's a whole food. And it's good for us to eat whole foods. It's way better than having a bowl of Rice Krispies every day. And Rice Krispies are okay too, but if you, all you do is eat Rice Krispies, you'll have no energy within an hour. So eggs and bacon for breakfast, cheese, you know, yummy stuff, yogurt, all the good stuff. Um, when I say fats, I mean deep fried things. So you know, the things that taste really good, but not necessarily so good for us. So just limiting those things. Uh, eating five to six meals a day is a good, a good practice. Now, I personally don't feel like I need five meals a day, but I have three good meals and I have two good snacks between breakfast and lunch and lunch and dinner. And if I find that I have that snack between my meals, then I'm less inclined to overeat at my meal and then feel like I'm too stuffed and to feel unwell. So we just, we need energy to keep going. And then don't drink your calories like three sugars in your coffee and (laughs) if that's your breakfast. (laughs) So other steps toward cleaning. First of all, we love our bodies. You know what, I don't care what what state your body's in right now. If you don't love it, then forget everything else that I say. Learn how to love your body. Acknowledge one area of your eating that you know needs to change. So if you skip breakfast, the best thing to do is just start having a breakfast. Or if you skip lunch or if you skip dinner, skipping meals is horrible for us. It's horrible for our brains. We can't think properly. We can't work properly. So the most important thing is to eat regularly. And then make a time, you know, be honest with yourself, be mindful, be honest and, and figure out, you know, what is it that I can do to change to make something better for me? And it could be, you know, you're allergic to something, you keep eating it and you keep feeling sick. It could be that you binge on Doritos every night in front of the television. You know what, maybe your small goal is to just Avoid doing that one night if you do it every night of the week. It's all about giving yourself something attainable because once you attain one goal, then you're encouraged and you're motivated to attain the next goal, to make another goal. Practice mindfulness when eating. 
Hopefully you took something away from eating your grapes. I'm not sure about you though. <laughs> Pay attention to your body's cues. Don't eat if you're not hungry. Don't burn your mouth. Don't choke. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> so I have a list here, a grocery list. If anyone would like me to send this to them, Actually, I don't know if it's possible to put my sli this slide on that, the uh, website, Devin. Um, I have two recipes, but they're coming after. So this is just like a guide. So if you really do seriously want to change something about your diet, if you really do want to eat more whole foods, this is just a really good list of a summary of things that you can eat. It's all about giving yourself permission as opposed to saying, do not buy this, do not buy that, avoid that, avoid that. It's okay, you know what, I'm just gonna focus on these vegetables or find whatever vegetable you like. I don't care if all you do is eat carrots and spinach. If that's what you want, eat, eat carrots and spinach. Or if you only like one kind of fruit, then you know, start there. Start with what you already know you love and just expand on that more. And what you love grows, and what you give yourself permission to do it grows. So, um, like I said, nothing's off limits. So I have this awesome recipe, which I actually made on Friday because it's super easy and delicious. And it might not sound like it's that great because it says cauliflower in it, but you basically make nachos without the nachos. And you have roasted cauliflower instead of your actual Tostitos. But it, I have fed it to so many people who don't eat the way I do, and they've all loved it, and they've asked for the recipe. So I, we have uh, uploaded that to the website, which is accessible here, but also from anywhere. And so if you want that recipe, it's from um, a website called Beachbody, and uh, it's really yummy. And then peanut butter oatmeal energy bites. This recipe's from my friend Mary. <laughs> And honestly, most of these things we have in our cupboards, oats, coconut, peanut butter, chocolate chips, honey. You might not have chia seeds, you may, uh, and vanilla. And you basically just make them into balls. And you have these as your snack between breakfast and lunch. And they're delicious. And they're way healthier than grabbing a muffin from Tim Hortons, which has, you know, I don't know, 25 grams of sugar or something in it. But basically, this is going to give you sustained energy, and that's the purpose of um, eating, is to give us energy, to make us feel good, to make us happy, joyful from the food that we eat. So I hope that you've been able to take something away from my talk. I hope that you learned something other than don't do this. Um, and thank you for listening. All right, so the next step of the day is lunch. And uh, <laughs> and so it's appropriate and it's very good. So what I would encourage everybody to do is uh, when you go to eat, whether you go out or whether you go home, um, pay attention. Pay attention to what's going into your mouth and that's uh, very, very good. Gotta thank you for today. 
I thank you for your presence. I thank you for the rest that we experienced when we, when we sat and we calmed our hearts and our minds and we sat in silence. I thank you for the encouragement that we can eat whatever you have created. You, you said to uh, Peter in the book of Acts, you said, don't, don't say what I made is unclean. Everything is clean that I have made. And so, God, I pray that, that you would allow us to appreciate the gift of food. I pray that, that you would allow us to eat with, with moderation and with mindfulness and I pray that you would be you would be glorified in the health that you bring to us that we that that we would be healthier than the rest of society that doesn't that, that may not be as healthy and and I pray that that we for for the greatest amount of health for every single one of us in Jesus name amen